The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone. Hello, dear friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm sitting across the table from Barb, and hopefully today she will know best because I have a feeling that the two of us need what we're going to be talking about today. And we've had quite a few write-ins on this topic, so I have a feeling that many of you might also need this gentle chat. Hello, Mom. Hello, Michelle. Would you concur? I would concur. And I also want to say that what we're about to talk about is pretty common toward the end of a year as well. It's not, I'm not surprised that this is up for so many people and that we're talking about this today. And I also want to say we're recording a little bit later than usual and I just woke up from a 20-minute nap, so I am really ready to go, which Hopefully is unusual. Hopefully we're getting A-plus Barb. It's unusual. It's not unusual that I'm ready to go, but having it be recorded later in the afternoon like this is really great since I had a nap. Well, since I'm running this ship today, I'm going to out you. You, you needed that nap because what time did you wake up this morning, Barbara? I think it's the full moon. I don't know what it is, but I was up at 2.30 a.m. Welcome to our lives. Yes. So, but I'm ready to go. I'm well, full that's of energy. A, that's a good segue because today we want to talk about burnout. And we've had, like I said, many messages from you all asking us to speak on the topic of burnout. And it really does seem to be up because as someone who woke up at 2.30 a.m. and has just had to nap throughout the day, burnout, I think, is up for you. It's up for me. It's up for all of us. And it's no surprise given what our lives collectively and personally have been through over the past few years on top of, you know, life being pretty hefty in normal times. And I just want to add, this is what we teach, that when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you're starting to feel tired, are you starting to feel like on the edge of burnout, take a nap. Sleep is one of the best, most... Is that what we teach? Yeah. Take a nap. Oh, I teach taking naps a lot. Okay. Sleep is one of the most effective ways to keep from being burned out, to, you know, stop feeling that feeling or or not even stop feeling, but to start to process that feeling of overwhelm. So yeah, I I highly, highly recommend naps. And I especially highly recommend a 20-minute nap. No more than that, really no less than that. That seems to be the sweet spot for me to feel rejuvenated, which I do. I'm, I'm a different person than when you saw me, you know, 30 minutes ago. And I think it, it's really beneficial. It doesn't, you don't need a long sleep. You just need a good 20 minute nap in the afternoon. So, well, that's the end of the podcast. Go nap and we'll see you next week. Thanks. (laughs) I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this conversation today. So, yes. So yes, napping is helpful. I'm We'll talk more about I personally sleep. believe that I am a human version of a cat. So I love a good daytime nap. I thrive on naps. So whatever that means. But we have much, much more to say on burnout. And as I was kind of doing my burnout due diligence before recording, we just have a lot that we've talked about. And there's just a lot of research on the topic now because it is so prevalent in this pandemic, quasi post-pandemic world. And there's just a lot to say. You all were asking, you know, how to deal with it, how to move through it, how to overcome it, but also how to make sure or how to keep yourself afloat so that it's not as easy for you to fall back into burnout. So there's a lot of lifestyle aspects to burnout that are prevalent here. 
And so we wanted to talk about it. It's very up, and I agree with with pandemic and all of the things, some of the things that I've heard from people and some of the things I've noticed from myself is that we have to give ourselves a pat on the back, like a huge pat on the back. I said, I think every human being on the planet, we have we have truly displayed or shown extraordinary resilience. And no matter what you've accomplished, what you've done, who you are, we have shown extraordinary resilience, continuing to work, continuing to try to work, continuing to try to be at our best, whatever that looks like in any given day or any given moment. In the face of this huge public health crisis, pandemic, and I think that it's natural, and I, I said also we're coming to the end of a year, which I believe is always when this comes up for a lot of people toward the end of the year, where it, it comes at a cost of burnout. So it, I just want everyone to t- maybe take a deep breath and say, you know what, you're not alone. This is this is really normal. And the fact that we've been able to keep up this resilience or keep up this pace during this pandemic, because things are changing all the time, rules are changing all the time. And so all the things are changing all the time and life is like that anyway, but I feel like it's been at a more rapid pace during this pandemic. And so fatigue catches up with us as fatigue caught up with me today and I needed to take a nap before we recorded. So I think I'd like to say that it's been a rough couple of years. So we're just worn out. Well, that is true. And I appreciate you expressing the sentiment that if you're feeling burned out or fatigued, you're not alone Because according to research from Microsoft, 50% of employees and 53% of managers report that they're burned out. And, you know, since COVID hit, you know, there's all these terms of like the great resignation and quiet quitting because people are so burned out, they're at their wits end and nobody really knows how to handle it. So certainly you're not alone in feeling that way. And hopefully we can talk through it together, what we can do to work through these feelings of burnout. And, you know, the pandemic has been a new phenomenon, but I'd like to, that's why I say we really have to give ourselves a a deep pat on the back and take a breath and say, wow, we are extraordinary. Because even, you know, you just quoted Microsoft, even the World Health Organization in 2019, before the pandemic, um, said that there, that, workplace and home life stress had not been successfully managed. So burnout was starting to become very prevalent due to, you know, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion or, you know, increased mental distance from, from whatever was happening and the feelings of negativism or cynicism related to our jobs or related to our life. So this is already on the horizon. Burnout is already a thing. So I think as we move into this year, I'm just hoping that all of you can just take a deep breath again. I keep saying that. Take a deep breath and say, you've got this. And and we're going to walk you through some ways that you can really start energizing yourself and feeling the edge, feeling the the light at the end of the tunnel if you're feeling burned out, that there are ways to 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 manage it and to really start recovering from it, especially as we end a year and go into a brand new uh, year of 2023. She loves to talk about the end of the year when it's still October. It's the last quarter. It's the last quarter. I like to be prepared. Let's just leap. We can't just step into 2023 like, okay, here it is. I want to be somebody new. I want to do something new. We really have to start thinking about where we are right now and where we want to go. So yeah, I'm always talking about the end of the year in October. Yes. So as you were saying, yeah, burnout's obviously not new. We've known about the concept of burnout. Um, But I think more of us are experiencing it because of the pandemic, especially people who were pushed to the max during the pandemic, healthcare workers, first responders, um, food service people, everyone that teachers, parents, everyone. But, you know, it's just I think in mass, there are more of us that were just like, wow, when do we get a break? Um, But interestingly, in my research, the studies about burnout started in the 70s by American psychologist Herbert Freudenberger, and it was first used to describe medical professionals who felt burned out for their tireless work, which is totally applicable to today, later evolved into other professions. But certainly 
we have been studying this concept of burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. Um, and certainly, like we said, incidents of burnout have increased significantly since the pandemic. But like you said, in 2019, the World Health Organization classified burnout as a syndrome. Usually that stems from work, but also since the 70s, we've been studying this to see what's going on with people, which is fascinating to me. I'm a, re I'm a research nerd. I love, I love well, to know. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I think one of the things to add to, one of the things I would like to say is when we're talking about work, as you're listening to this episode, when we're talking about work, we're talking about all aspects of work, whether you're in a job outside of the home, whether you're in the home, taking care of children, taking care of grandchildren, I think all aspects of just doing and having activities that we are responsible for doing where we have to look at outcomes and we have to look at productivity and we have to look at all of the things that we're doing all day long. So when we use the word work in this episode, it means all aspects of work, not just a, a job, paying job nine to five outside of the house. I want to make sure that that's clear because we're always talking Everyone about- Everyone is susceptible to being burned out. Exactly. Exactly. And what's that, interesting, often some of these research things will talk about work and work-life balance. And I think work-life balance also applies if we are in the home taking care of our children. Absolutely. What's another interesting piece about burnout is I think it often gets confused with being extremely stressed. And there is a difference. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm saying all of this because Integris Health had a really great article, and we'll link it in the show notes, kind of giving this history of burnout, which I felt really fascinating. But, you know, I was thinking, haven't we talked about burnout in the past on the podcast? But no, we talked about having too much on our plate. Overwhelm. Overwhelm. And that is stress, according to this article. Mm -hmm. Stress is having too much on your plate, which is what we dived into however many episodes ago. But this article says that burnout is the opposite. You typically feel like you don't have enough, not enough motivation, not enough energy, not enough care. And thinking about it from that perspective, that's really intense to feel. It's borderline depression, I would imagine, but you feel like you can't do one more thing. You don't have enough in you to move forward and you don't feel supported externally which is kind of like a, a wild combination. So it's no wonder that we're experiencing so many negative impacts of so many people being burnt out. Imagine having all three of those and then trying to go out in the world and act normal. You can't. Yeah, it's really hard. It's, it's really, that's why the focus has to be on our mental health. And that's why we've been talking about mental health so much in all the work that we do social media, wherever, wherever our work is, we've been talking so much about mental wellness, mental health, because we must start focusing on our own mental health, our own mental health, kind of to recoup. It's hard to, I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but to kind of recoup our balance. I think when you, what you just said is so perfectly said, when we lose our balance, when we just can't take in one more thing, when we feel we're at the edge and so many of us have lost our balance, whether it's because of the pandemic or because of life-altering situations that are happening in, in many people's lives. It's so important that we focus on the mental part of it, which is what we're going to do today in this episode. How do we, how do we as you, you point out a lot when we're doing these recordings, how do, we, how, do we shift, how do we flip the script? How do we start to get a new groove in the brain? How do we start to look at things differently? How can I see this differently? That's what I've been doing in my own life with, the, with, the, with, with all of the stuff that I'm going through. How can I actually see this differently? Because how I was seeing it is causing me to be feel burned out. And another, I, I think an antidote to feeling burned out is updating. How do we start to measure how we're working, what we're doing, our performance, our productivity, because I know in the past I would measure it in my activity and all the things I was doing. And I think lately you brought this up in some conversation we were having recently, maybe it was with the, the teenagers over at the fellowship, that how can we start to see not so much our performance and productivity, but how can we start to see our impact? Like what kind of an impact are we making? 
And so I feel like I've been looking at that. What kind of an impact am I making instead of running around like a hamster on the wheel to start to just to update how I measure the way I'm, the way I'm working or the way I'm functioning in the world today. So we have to have more, I feel more focus on our mental health, less focus on activity, maybe and more focus on impact. You know, if I made someone smile today, if, if I made a nice breakfast for my grandchildren today, like that's sometimes I'm just thinking of all the things that we take for granted. Did you make a nice breakfast for your grandchildren today? No, because I don't have any grandchildren, (laughs) but I know someone who did. I had a conversation with her today. Thank you very much. So I think the question is, how do we start asking ourselves, you know, what kind of clarity can I start creating, which is awareness, which is what we talk about that will lead me to understand what do I need to prioritize in my life so I can start feeling fulfilled or feeling rewarded by the impacts that I'm making. Yeah. And where I'm not just seeing my life as being kept busy all the time and all the activities and I'm doing this and I'm doing this, but actually I'm doing maybe this one act that I do today has impacted me greatly. And I've just kind of bypassed it. Maybe a little bit of what you talk about in past episodes, maybe looking at some of the simple joys some of the simple ways that I bring joy, these are all ways that I believe can start to be an antidote to the burnout that we might be feeling. Yeah. And we'll certainly get into yeah, I know, all I'm of just, our antidotes. I know. I just, I think that the focus have to be, it's you, well, important to shift the focus. You touched on a very important piece, which is what we talk about every single freaking episode is you have to have awareness. And I think for so many of us, it can be so much better for our burnout recovery, if we can catch it before it really steeps into a full on, like you need to take a leave of absence from work and, you know, really care for yourself. Having the awareness to start to notice the symptoms of burnout coming on. And like I said, they're very similar to depression, but obviously depression is a a mental state. And Um, burnout is more caused by your physical life experiences, like being too overworked, overtasked, you know, pulled in too many places and feeling like you just can't figure it out. And other symptoms to be aware of is, you know, being really tired, not finding the joys in the simple things like you were talking about, not feeling motivated, Um, and just an overall feeling of being dissatisfied. And so looking at some of those things and starting to notice, you know, not being able to perform your responsibilities. Those are all things that, especially during these pandemic times, I've gone in, in, in and out of those symptoms and definitely I was burned out for sure. And luckily I have you. And I have other people in my life that helped me to witness it and say, hey, why don't you take the next few days off and just unplug and recharge? And I've said to you the same in other situations when I've felt that you were probably burned out. And so it's the witnessing for yourself, but also maybe picking up another person in your life that can help you be a witness to maybe nudge you if you're starting to see some of these symptoms, because I just, like we always say, the awareness is key to picking it up and and hopefully trying to nip it in the bud before it gets out of control. And it might, we're still going to talk about ways to get out of it, but the awareness is crucial. And for me, awareness always starts with the thoughts in the mind. Like what are we telling ourselves every single day? What are we saying to ourselves? Because we already know, we've talked about this so many times before, that we think 70,000 thoughts a day with most of them being negative. And they're thoughts that we've had so many times before. So they're incredibly repetitive. They're habitual over and over and over and over and over again. So it really becomes crucial for me to look at what am I thinking? What am I telling myself? And that's why I love this quote from Jim Quick. Your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is the program it'll run. So if we are constantly reinforcing in the thoughts in the mind and the brain, 
oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I'm burned out. I can't do one more thing. I can't do this. I can't do that. We're, we're just, and we're still trying to push through and we're still trying to push through. Well, can and, I just interrupt? If noticing if you are having that feeling that you have to keep pushing through, certainly there'll be weeks where you got to just get through the week. But if it's a perpetual push through, like you said, that's a big sign. And isn't that what most of us feel when we're burned out? I mean, let's be honest. Most of us feel we're burned out. Oh my gosh, I just have to push through this one more thing. And then we push through that one more thing. And then there's another one more thing at the end of that one more thing. And that's why I took a nap today because I knew I was feeling really tired. And this podcast means everything to me recording these episodes. So I could have just, there was a part of my brain that said, just push through, Barb. You can do it. You can do this. You can do this for another hour. And I said, no, I want to be able to take a nap. I, I can pause and take a nap. So I'm thinking about that idea of, the greatest way to increase your control over your life or over the thoughts in the mind or over what you're going to do next is to press that pause button before you do the next do the next right thing or do the next choice or whatever that is. And so I think we have to start looking at what are we saying to ourselves? What are what are the thoughts that we're having? And that's I mean that's the best thing to look at. Like what what eavesdrop on how we're talking to ourselves and every time you catch yourself criticizing yourself or saying I can push here or judging yourself negatively. Why can't, why can't I do this? I see Jane down the street is doing it just fine. What's the matter with me? And see if you can nip that in the bud to use your words and think, no, wait a minute. I need to pause here and do something differently and see it differently. Absolutely. And as you and I were talking about this, this topic, we, we went through a lot of our files and things like that. And I had remembered, and you had quoted to me this really um, cool quote that to me encapsulates what burnout is. It's a good visual. You're a visual person. So can you tell us? I love it. Can you tell them? I love it very much. And it's, it's all about these thoughts. So a while ago, I was doing some research and I was studying and I found, ran across some research that said there are 1,440 minutes in a day. And that was cool to start with for me because I'm used to thinking, okay, 24 hours. How often do you hear someone say, oh, there's 1,440 minutes in a day. So there are 1,440 minutes in a day. And this study showed that if you can take 1%, 14 minutes of your 1,440 minute day, if you can take 1%, taking 14 minutes, and you can actually find ways, challenging yourself to look at ways that I can spend 14 minutes, 1% of my day, just taking a minute here and a minute there. Maybe in first thing when I wake up in the morning for two minutes before I get out of bed, I just take a couple of deep breaths, close my eyes before I get out of bed, before I actually hop out of bed and go, go head, headlong into the world just take a couple of minutes and breathe and just bring yourself back to the moment, you know, thanking yourself for the gift of having another day on the planet or whatever it is. And then I do that at the end of the day too. How do you reflect back on the day and close out the day after all the technology is done? So a couple more minutes there. So that's four minutes. So then taking the rest of the day, weaving those other 10 minutes, taking a pause. I'm starting to feel a little tired. I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed. Maybe go somewhere and just breathe and just bring yourself back to yourself. Come back to yourself in the present moment. A minute here and a minute there. There is evidence that people can benefit from as little as these 14 minutes. And this is called mindfulness. How do I bring myself back to the present moment? So I'm going to pause and bring myself back to the present moment by simply breathing, you know, for a minute. It literally can transform the 99% of your day. So that idea that I could transform the other 99% of my day with 1%, 14 minutes of mindfulness, really, of just pausing and being more present for a minute in the present moment and then really choosing what my next action will be. Because I think there, for me, what I've noticed in doing this all day long, there's where the power lies. When we are able to pause and give our minds a break, I know Goldie Hawn with her mind up, mind up, uh, Foundation calls this a brain break. When we can actually stop the thoughts in the mind for a second and take a brain break and focus on breathing, focus on the present moment, we then really have a chance of choosing our next action as being exactly what we need. And so I believe strongly that when we can do that, we start to 
either stop some of the feelings overwhelm that we might be feeling or stop. We were teetering on the edge of feeling burned out. We actually start to feel like we have control. And I think that's, that for me is everything. That idea, how do we start having some kind of control of our lives? Because let's face it, burnout, overwhelm, stress, all the things that life throws at us, we can't control anything out there. We can only control our own actions. So if we can actually feel like, wow, I'm really feeling confident and I'm feeling powerful now, I know what I need to do in this next moment. So that's really called the 1% rule. How can I weave 1,440 minutes? Uh, how can I weave 14 minutes in a 1,440 minute day and start to actually transform and gain some kind of control or some kind of feeling that I, I, can, I can do this? I can make this choice. I can take this action. Because for, for one more thing, I know for me also, this idea of retraining the mind is becoming aware, which we talk about. So retraining the mind is about recognizing when we're having these habitual, negative, untrue thoughts. And so we're not allowing the negative, untrue, habitual thoughts to take up space in the brain where we actually can start to discern which thoughts do not serve any useful purpose in my life in this moment and which ones do. Because actually those thoughts that serve no purpose and that are draining our energy and draining our mind are harming us, are harming our productivity, are harming our feelings of, I can't do this. I can't take in one more thing because it's draining our energy and it's draining our productivity and it's harming the life that we're trying to live. live. So the bottom line of everything that I'm trying to say, overthinking leads to burnout, period. Overthinking leads to burnout. So if we can get a handle on the thoughts in the mind, which I believe this 1% rule is really cool and it's really a beautiful, easy, doable thing to do throughout the day. We can all find a minute here and a minute there 14 times throughout the day, right? I sure hope so. So yes, overthinking leads to burnout and thank you for diving into the 1% rule. But can you share the visual image of of the car? Yes, <laughs> that's true. Well, it's hard to share a visual image because you're not actually seeing it. No. But basically what it is, you're right. Like thank what you, you said, right. overthinking, overthinking leads, to, leads burnout. to burnout. So if you can visualize your car. Because this, to me... I, this makes so much sense. I'm yes. not trying to no, no, no. I get it. Goat you or whatever, but no. like this makes so much sense. Of I it think does. people can say, okay, you guys talk about overthinking all the time. Like, uh, all right, well, I'll stop or whatever. But if you really knew just how powerful your thoughts are, and if you don't um, cut it and and weave in that one percent it will impact you and your mental health and your, and it will cause burnout. Great. Because. I just gave the whole verbal. You did. Now here's the visual. <sighs> and I think definitely we have to put this in the notes because the visual is, is really powerful. You're right. So think about you have left your car lights on overnight and it's a slow drain on your battery. When you leave your car lights on overnight, it doesn't, it doesn't drain instantly. It's a slow, so imagine looking at a battery, which would be the visual, and just, just imagine here the battery is at full charge. My brain and my energy is at full charge when I wake up in the morning. And if, if I'm not taking care of the thoughts in my mind and really paying attention to what's happening and giving myself pauses and breaks, imagine that battery little by little by little. So you can see it draining little by little by little by little. Imagine that battery then burned out, not, not able to function as you were talking about when you, when you describe what burnout definition was, you're not able to chart. You're not able to, I, I drive an electric car. It's a perfect example for me. I, I can't drive my car. I, if your battery's burned out, you can't use your phone. If your battery's burned out, you can't use your computer. I mean, batteries are important. So your internal batteries and, are important. And they are the, the most important. And I, I'm laughing right now because two days ago I was driving and I had forgotten to check my battery level in the car and I realized I hadn't plugged it in in a few days. I was at 13 miles and I was about eight miles or nine miles away from home. And I thought, oh my goodness. She was on wall about it. I got to get home. So, but that's, the, could we could we be that um proactive, I guess? Could we be that real proactive about, oh my goodness, my energy level is almost nothing. 
let me do something to recharge here today. Instead of waiting, well, I'll just go to sleep at night and be fine tomorrow. No, let's act in the moment. By taking this little short nap that I took, I am, I feel like I'm the Barb that wakes up at first thing in the morning. Well, first thing in the morning when I have most of my energy. So I think if we can start to think of ourselves as our energy has a, has a um, shelf life, it doesn't just go and go and go and go and go and go and go. We have to be proactive of giving ourselves a recharge. As much as I like to call you the Energizer Bunny, not sponsored, we all need to charge our batteries. Of course. That's, I believe that's why you call me the Energizer Bunny. I, I really will- do for my whole life because you do. You have boundless energy. And I, for many years, would think she's got reserves that no one else has that I've never seen before. But even the people in your life that are you know, high achievers, they're actually the ones that probably are susceptible to burnout because you can keep pushing through and acting like but it you may, have boundless energy. And see, that's the thing. It looks like I'm pushing through and acting like, but no, I pause. Well, I'm saying- I, People can. You mean people, people can, can keep pushing you. through. No, You do pause. Oh, but that's the point though. It's, see, that's, you know, we call- But I, you did, you- like what we both said, we've had moments in these past few years where it's like, we are burnt out. Mm-hmm. I remember Absolutely. You, you, ha- you had said earlier in the episode of, you know, are we pushing through? And, and there was a year where you're like, I just need to make it to the end of this year. Yep. We just have to get through this, 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 and this and get to the end of the year because hopefully the next year will be better. And that was the time when we were like, there's, there's more than just a lot on our plate. This is burnout. And we identified that. Agreed. Even the Energizer Bunny. Agreed. Needs and that's, a nap. And isn't that, isn't that the point of this podcast is awareness. Yes. It, I just love it so much that you just articulated that, that we are not, per, per, remember, I think, was it the last episode? There's no such thing as perfection. It doesn't exist. It is not possible for us to be perfect. So we are human beings. And I like to say, I think I learned this in a retreat, that we are imperfect perfect beings or something like that. Imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. Beautiful. So I think if we can start to really get that and we can actually understand and we only get the understanding of it when we actually experience it. This is an experiential path. This is an experience. What we talk about are things that we're hoping and asking you to experience for yourself. So if we can start to experience pausing a minute here and a minute there all day long uh, and not waiting till the next day and not waiting till the next Hour when you're starting to feel like you're you're at you're at the end, and, and instead of trying to push through, understanding deeply that when your energy is starting to feel like it's waning, what's actually happening is it's a slow, gradual drain on your mental health, on your ability to be able to see things clearly, or on your ability to even be able to see things differently. And so remember, I think we've used this quote by William James before that the greatest tool that we have against stress, and I would also add against burnout, against overwhelm, is our ability to choose one thought over the other. And so I guess I'd like to wrap this little piece up with choose a thought that's going to serve you. And that thought would be, let me pause here and take a minute to regain my balance, to regain my place here in the present moment. I love that. That's great. Interestingly, um, I wrote a blog about burnout years ago. I had not remembered this at all. I was going through the archives and I found a blog and I'm like, this is everything that I would want to say. And I couldn't find the date, but it's pre-pandemic. I know that for sure. And I, I give... Five, five tips for battling burnout or beating burnout. So do you want to go into it? I think that's amazing. I'm not surprised, Michelle. You've been writing blogs for what, 10 years? I know, but it, I mean, not, I, I'm years? not trying to pat myself on the bat, but as I was reading it, I was like, oh. Well, you should. <laughs> Honey, this is what we- <laughs> This is actually good. This is what we talk about. We, we have to celebrate the little successes that we I like know. When I've, I like when past Michelle has already done the work for current Michelle, so I don't have to figure out more things to say. You're so funny. I was like You're grateful so for 2016, Michelle, maybe. I'm not um, surprised. But yeah, I, I found 
some interesting things that I've written about burnout. So do you want to get into it? Sure. Because as we always say, we love a tangible takeaway and I've got some five helpful tips. Yeah. Yes. I'm good. Yep. I'm ready. I'm so ready. So, and I'm going to add one at the start because I think that it's crucial in these days, but you really do have to hold and cultivate some self-compassion for yourself, which is what we talked about last week. But remember, no, you're not alone in feeling burned out or overwhelmed or that life is just too much and that you're not enough because there are so many of us that feel the exact same way. And it's not a problem with you. It's the world that we live in, you know, and we just need to figure out coping mechanisms because the times that we live in are really hard. It feels like every single day there's something new to be worried about or upset about, or there's a new injustice that we need to fight for, or that there's other things that are happening that feel scary in the world. But then there's also our personal stuff where, you know, what am I doing? Where am I going? What does my life look like? Am I achieving my goals? Am I living my, the life that I want to live? Are my relationships healthy? Do I feel solid within myself? Is my health, you know, there's so many things. Like that's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm exhausted even just saying all of those things. So if you're feeling like all of this is a lot, it is. It's because it is. So don't beat yourself up and push yourself further down for feeling beat up by life and the world because Unfortunately, and I think especially in this day and age, we're set up to feel this way because we're in a 24-hour cycle. We're always available because of text and email and the internet. You know, there's no the no news. time off, really, it feels like we are always reachable. Unless you turn your phone off, turn your computer off and just say, peace out, we are always reachable. You can all, there's always something that can be done. There's always more that you can do. And you know, there's a lot of benefits to this technological advances, but it just means that we need to set up stricter, more aligned boundaries, because if we don't, we're going to get taken away by the wave of it all. So that was the thing I wanted to add first is to just have some self-compassion because this is, this is life. This is where we are right now. And maybe one day, we can all live on a happy farm, but I just don't know. So the first thing that I talk about for beating burnout is to carve out moments daily for yourself, which is the 1% rule. Don't you love it when things just come full circle? I sure do. Because it's true. You might not have 20 minutes in the morning to meditate or 20 minutes to meditate at nighttime, or you might not be able to take the weekend off or whatever. But if you can find those small moments daily for you. And when I was working my nine to five corporate job back in however long ago, it feels like another life, I would go in the bathroom and just like close my eyes and breathe for a few minutes. And that was my moment to myself. And that's valid. It was what I needed. So Get creative with your time for you. You know, sometimes too, these days, I'll sit in my car in the parking lot and just kind of collect myself. I love that. I do the same thing before I walk into, I call it the transition times of the day. We're walking always, through the doorway, right? Walking through the doorway. We're always walking through it. a doorway, right? We're always walking through a doorway or we're transitioning from one meeting to the next or we're transitioning from the parking lot to the building or whatever it is we're doing. Whenever there's a transition time, if you can just pause for a moment and take a breath, because what we're doing it, and really we're cultivating that ability to come back to the present moment, because if we're feeling stressed or burned out or overwhelmed or we're talking about burnout today, it is because we are pushing through and pushing through and pushing through and the thoughts in the mind are not not real thoughts in the mind or they're not positive, actual, um, not real thoughts. Actually, they're, they're untrue. They're not going to serve us. They're usually in the past or the future. They're not right here in the present moment. So I love that you said that because when we can bring ourselves back to the moment for a minute of breathing, it's, it changes everything. 
It is the way to see things differently, which is what my kind of, when you were saying we're going to do burnout today, I'm thinking you're talking a lot about, you know, forming a new groove in the brain. And I think when I was thinking about that today and thinking about this episode, I was thinking, yeah, let's create a way that we can, we can create that groove in the brain that is actually seeing things differently. How can I see this differently? How can I view my life differently in this moment? Yes, I'm feeling burned out, but I don't want to dwell in the fact that I'm feeling burned out. How can I see it differently where I could actually take a step forward? Well, and also seeing things different, literally. Like one of my favorite ways to get out of my own way, so to speak, is to do things literally differently. Like take a different way home when you're driving or go to a different coffee shop or flip your schedule or do something new in your week or just change like something very minor, you know, maybe bring a different purse or something, you know, so often burnout comes from feeling like you're stuck in a rut. You know, we wake up, we are in, you know, robot mode. We do the same thing. We like, you know, half awake, have our coffee, drag ourselves to the car, drag ourselves to work, like go through the motions, mail it in, you know, see if there's something you can do that's different. That'll like trigger those new grooves in your brain of like, oh, this is new. I haven't seen this way to work before, or I haven't been to this coffee shop before, or I haven't like look up a new recipe of like things you can bring for lunch. You know, just think of something that could literally be an easy difference that you can add into your lives because yes, we need to think differently. And, but sometimes also the literal physical differences can help us to see life differently. I agree. It's true. (laughs) Thank goodness. It's true. We're in agreement. It's true. Number two is make a list of goals, desires, wishes, and dreams. She told me she liked when I made this voice. Do you? Make a, make a list of, I'm going to ignore that question. No, um, make a list. I love that. I, prioritize, you know, really start to prioritize well, your tasks. It's I getting think. clear and tapping yeah. into yourself. I, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's necessary to get clear and tap into what can I do first? What's the one thing that I can do today that I can accomplish in this day? Because when we actually can do that, we feel, when you do that, when you actually accomplish, and, and, it, and I, I think we talked about it earlier that, we're not just talking about getting busy. We're actually talking about the impact, making sure that like flip that word of being busy to impact. Well, and also we're, we're making, talking about getting distracted. But we're making an impact when we accomplish something in the day. That's what I'm trying. Maybe focus on that. What's the one thing that I can do and prioritize so that we're actually feeling like we've made an impact. When we feel like we made an impact, it's most likely that we're not feeling burned out. We're actually feeling good about ourselves or we're actually feeling good about the day. Yes, but I think very often we get distracted throughout the day from the things that we want to accomplish or Mm -hmm. make impactful. And so it feels like we did another day of not doing anything. And we get burned out often because we have that misdirected energy. I know, and I don't think you'll be mad at me for saying this, but we always like to use personal situations. But when you were in your burnout phase, you got distracted so easily. So you know, easily. Your phone would ding and you would go to it and then you'd be like, wait, what What were we just going to talk about? Or you would go to do something and be like, I forgot what I was going to do. It was very easy for you to get distracted. And the distraction and feeling like you couldn't follow the thought or follow the topic or follow the next action made you even more frustrated. It was like the, a vicious cycle. Um, and I would even announce it to you in the middle of that frustration. I would say, I'm so easily distracted. Yes. I'm so easily distracted. And so that's the point, really starting to become aware. It took me a while to sort out what action I needed to take, but it's so powerful to be able to be in the presence of another person like you saying to me, mom, you're so distracted. And I, and so instead of me getting mad or of course I wouldn't get upset with you. I'm like, no, I know I'm easily distracted. And I think you would give me a look like, well, do something about it. And no, it's so it's interesting. Just, it's hard to watch someone when you know they're burnt out and that they're partaking in habits that are making them feel worse. You want them to be like, stop. Yeah. But it's obviously not that easy. But, but certainly getting clear on the things that you want 
getting clear on the things that you might be able to do today that might help you feel better and getting confident and knowing where you can set boundaries so that you can conserve your energy because we are not energizer bunnies with boundless energy. You know, we have a limited supply and we got to keep it 100, you know? And I was going to say that idea of getting clear. Another word that I use for myself is what is most vital for me? What is most vital? I know we use the word prioritize. We use the word get clear. We say, what do you want? When I'm really feeling like I need some direction, I'll say, Barbara, what is most vital that I can do right now in this moment? Or what is most vital that I want to accomplish today? It just takes on a different meaning for me. So finding a word that takes on a meaning of, I, I guess it's a balance. It's an urgency, yes, but it's also a balance of what 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 am I clear about that I really have to accomplish today so that I don't procrastinate, that I don't, oh, I'll go do this and get distracted. I think that was one of the ways that helped me become less distractive. Like what is vital right now and how can I stay in this present moment right now? Well, also what just came to me is maybe go through that exercise that we talked about episodes behind of asking yourself the important questions, like sit in a journaling session of who am I? What do I really want? What matters to me? And what impact do I wish to have in this moment in time? And what can I do in 24 hours to complete whatever that, whatever comes up? I think that's the that was crucial yes, for me. Yes, what can I do at this moment in time? For burnout, it was so vital for me to do something that I felt good about that was making an impact in a 24-hour period because it step by step, little by little, yes, I was able to up. move myself out and move myself out of that feeling of burnt, being burned out. Yes, love it. Number three is allow yourself to say no which is hard for recovering people pleasers like ourselves. It's hard for us to say no. But the truth is when we become too much of yes people and saying yes to every single person that asks something from us, it adds too much on our plate. And we can't be everywhere. We can't be everything to everyone. We can't fulfill everyone's expectations and demands. So it's really crucial to strengthen the no muscle. And I know sometimes this might be hard. Like you probably can't say no very often to things that are asked of you at work. But again, going back to the second one, start to prioritize, you know, if you're being asked of a lot outside of your work life, or if it gets too much at work, you know, speak up and have a conversation with your supervisor or boss being like, you know, you, you have to advocate for yourself because if you don't communicate, people will think things are fine. You know, we're all just trying to make it through life and day to day. And so many times, like so much of us are just thinking about ourselves. And so if, if you're being asked too much, you have to speak up and advocate for yourself basically. So learn how to say no, or learn how to find compromises where needed, because that's the boundary piece. And that's the month muscle that many of us need strengthening. I agree. I think that idea of being able to be brave enough to stand up to your supervisor to speak up, not stand up. I, I, I don't want it to have an, I don't want it to, to feel like it's an aggressive mode because it's really not. It's really kind, soft. It's really a kind, if you can approach it in a really kind, gentle way and be able to speak up to your supervisor or to your spouse or to your partner or to whoever it is that you Your can friends, friends where at, and just really be able to say, this is where I'm struggling. Um, this is what be able to say, this is where I'm struggling. This is what I need. And I think that this is what I need. Maybe we could brainstorm this a little bit. Maybe you could help me through this struggle or through this place where I'm feeling the pain or the suffering. And then at the end of the day, coming up with a compromise of what changes can we make? Because I think most people, especially if it's, if it's someone that you really care about and, and cares about you, and hopefully that's the situation that, that they're going to want to make some changes because they, if it's work, they want you to be the most productive, best version of you. And I think it's that way in our family lives as well and friend lives as well. So being able to be brave and with a kind, gentle softness to it of advocating for, for where you're struggling and where you're suffering and, and for what you need. Yeah. With the end result being some changes that are made. 
that's a huge impact. It is impactful. And, you know, when, when we give ourselves permission to say no to people in our lives, we also have to be okay when people say no to us. And when we can create that two-way street, it makes this muscle feel a lot stronger. So number four, unplug for peace of mind. Unplugging is huge. And I used to do digital detoxes quite often. And I haven't done one in a long time because it feels like it's just being connected 24-7 is a huge part of our lives. But I can't express how how much better I feel when I take little breaks from technology. And this doesn't have to be a week-long silent retreat like you went on. That's the ultimate. And it doesn't have to be a weekend digital detox. But setting boundaries within yourself of how much time you're going to be on your phone. There's ways to set limits on your phone for like certain apps or certain screen times and things like that. You know, meditation. I I crave, I try to meditate twice a day, but I crave those times because those are the times that I know that I'm unplugged and I'm plugged into myself. And I love that if nothing else, I get those times. So finding ways in your life to unplug, maybe it's putting your phone away like an hour before you go to bed and having that time away from screens or something, getting clear on what boundaries you need to set with technology. And I actually love the idea instead of, instead of, I know my week long retreat was phenomenal and I, I crave that and I love doing those things, but I also feel for me, and I think for all of you too, the, the easier thing to do is truly start to understand, do I have to have my phone with me? Let's say, let's say you work all day long and your kids are in bed or whatever your scenario is at home. Do I need to have my phone on from eight o'clock onwards? Or do I need to have my phone on all the time? And really starting to say, wow, you know what? I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be available. I can be if I want to be, but I'm going to choose not to. I, I feel like when we start to set the boundaries that you're talking about and we actually can look and say, well, I can turn my phone off and be off. Yeah. It's huge. And so I think those kind of little ways are really important and really matter, I think, a lot. Well, my favorite podcaster outside of us is Jackie Schimmel. And she often talks about, because she's got good boundaries, but she talks about how she's told everyone in her life from her business people to the people in her personal sphere, she will not take their call after I think either six or 8 PM. And like, she won't. And when I heard her say that, I was like, that's a dream life. And that's the boundary that she set for herself. So I love it. Well, we could all do whatever it is we need to do. I love it. I know I'm, I follow Mylika on social media. If you don't follow her, I love her and love what she, her work and what she posts, but she's the same. She won't take a call after 7 p.m., I think it is. So we can figure that out. I guess it's the idea of giving ourselves the power to do whatever it is that we need. And that's really- What's what making this, ourselves not available to everyone 24-7. And that's what this episode really is about. How can we start serving our own needs? Serving our own needs. And lastly, number five, make rest a priority. You know, I know sleep is is not always easy. We have a lot of sleep issues, but if we can start to get to the root and cultivate good quality sleep, it will benefit us greatly. Sleep is part of that equation to creating our best lives and we need rest. The battery needs to charge overnight to be ready for the next day. And I know sometimes our lives and our schedules cut into our sleep time. It's natural. There's ebbs and flows of life. But if we can start to prioritize, like going back to the second one of making a list, put sleep or put rest, put naps, whatever. I got um, an aura ring. Maybe they'll sponsor us. But it tells me my sleep score. And I, I really value this new information about my sleep because I can see if I haven't had enough sleep or good sleep, or if I take a nap, it, it boosts my energy. So just make your rest a priority. I love that you use the word rest. And that's what I like about the 1% rule that 
yes, sleep is incredibly important. And there's a lot of research and a lot of talking about sleep, but I think rest is as important. I don't think that rest is a luxury. I think rest is a necessity. And this 1% rule can help us start to see when we're resting a minute here and we're resting a minute there, we're resting for a couple minutes before we jump out of bed. We're resting from all the technology before we go to sleep. I think our ability to, to actually generate our energy is actually proportional, if I think about this, is proportional to our ability to be able to relax, to be able to rest, to be able to find that minute here and that minute there to pause. And so I believe strongly, and I know that Jim Quick, the, the, the brain person that I discussed earlier, and I know so many people that are, that, are, that are all about the brain talk about this, that not only does getting enough rest help our brain work better, it actually helps us process things and process life more deeply. It actually helps us really be present to the ordinary moments of our day. So I, I love this conversation, Michelle. I'm really grateful that we've had the ability to do this because it strengthens some of the things in my brain that I know that, that are really important for me in getting enough rest. So I would, I would end my, my say on this whole idea of burnout is to, to really, I don't know what the right word is, but really start to get rid of um, don't believe, really don't believe the idea that you have to constantly pe- keep going and going and grinding and working and pushing through and doing all the things yeah, in order to be- culture is the worst. In order to be successful. So really drop that idea and embrace the concept that rest, you know, recovery, reflection, rejuvenation, all the things are essential parts of how we're going to actually move forward to the successful, happy, more balanced life that we're all looking for. So really, I think the first step is to get rid of that idea or that notion that you have to constantly be pushing through grinding, working in order to be a success. Yes, for sure. And I hope all of these reminders were helpful for you regardless of how you're feeling, you know, it's, it's hard. And if nothing else, remember that you've survived at this moment, a hundred percent of your worst days. And remember that no feeling is final and even this too shall pass. So we do really hope that these are helpful for you. Please let us know um, if you resonated with this and if you have any more questions on burnout, cause go ahead. I just want to do one more thing. Okay. Well, we, we could also do another episode. <laughs> no, I just want to give a recommend, a book recommendation. Okay, we've got I told, a book. Yes, I've got a book that I would recommend called Burnout. If you haven't heard Shocking. of it. It's Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. And so it's a phenomenal book on burnout. And they really go one, two, three, all the things that uh, happen when we're overwhelmed to the point of exhaustion and start to feel burned out. So it's burnout. I'll have to pick that up. I have not read that yet. Thank you. Thank Emily, you for that suggestion. Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Well, let's all go on a book tour together with the book Burnout. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. I hope this is helpful. But yeah, please let us know if you have any questions on this or if you want us to touch on anything else. There's a lot here with this topic and we could address it again. Um, and thank you for listening week after week. We appreciate all of you so, so, so very much. If you haven't yet, make sure you're staying connected with us on social media outside of your digital detoxes at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros and Barb Knows Best Pod. That is the best way to stay in touch with us and to send us messages about future podcast topics. If you have any questions, need clarification, that's where you can reach us. Also, make sure you are liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. And if you haven't yet, we always appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you love this show, like we hope you do, write us a raving review because that helps us immensely and we'd be so grateful. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, Mom, for sharing your insights. And we'll talk to you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Every-
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.